Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Wait a second. Children of all ages? Isn't this show rated explicit? If that doesn't sound right, we're going to be using a lot of adult no-no words. Ladies and gents, we're proud to present to you the Spinning Our Gears podcast. As a reminder, the issues, views, and opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the co-hosts and their guests and do not reflect those of any department, agency, city, municipality, state, or country. All stories, characters, and individuals discussed on the podcast should be considered fictional for entertainment value, especially if there's any Blue Falcons listening in. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like it, hit the big X and find something else. Otherwise, without further ado, here are your hosts, Turk and Swagger. And my consent is necessary for you to prove me wrong. I'll keep my windows closed so you can't smell my dough. Um, but we told you he's an Article 4 free inhabitant, so he does not have to have a license. This is on recording. Well, um, most likely, just for my safety, because I got a lot going on with this Article 3 or 4. Article 4, free inhabitant, pursuant to the Articles of Confederation. You can look it up. It's in the United States Book of Codes. It is your laws you have to follow. All right. I'll, All right I will okay, do that. Well, I'm walking back here. It's different. Okay. Article 4, free inhabitant, pursuant to the Articles of if Confederation. Put the camera down for me. Is that, if, if, if it records, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you holding anything. Uh, no weapons. No weapons. All right. No. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you to do is the same thing. I get out of the car? Yes. No, I'm not getting out of the car. Right. You can go get your superior. Well, I am going to tow this car. And you cannot be in the vehicle while I'm towing this vehicle. Well, if you go get your superior, he'll clarify right that he can be set free because he does not that's have not to have a license. That's not going to happen right now, young lady. So either you're going to come out of the car on your own free will, or I'm going to assist you. I'm going to get out of the car and walk down to that house. No, you are not free to leave right now. You Are you saying you have authority over me? Yes, I do. You have proven authority over me? Yes, I do. How did you do that? The County of Imperial through the sheriff. You do not have authority over a human being right, over well, a free you know inhabitant. What? Do you want to argue the point? You need to go look up your laws. I don't laws. have to look at anything right now. What I need to do is get you out of the vehicle. If you have identification, please hand the identification over to me. No. Identify yourself to me. And I'm not going to step out of the vehicle. All right. Well, you know, you are impeding my investigation. You are delaying me, which is a penal code violation in the state of California. That law only applies to U.S. citizens. Well, where are you a citizen of? Dude, could you imagine living with that? Oh, God, no. Like, that would be... That would be reason enough to want to eat your gun every day. <laughs> I'm pretty oh. sure that that guy asked the cop to arrest him. Yeah, I mean, probably. The cop was like, you know, I'm going to tell your shit, right? And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Crush it. Crush it with her in there. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have that, you know. Right, well. You, you just, you just want to get away from those situations. and <laughs> Sometimes jail for some of those people is just the best place to sleep. Better than having to wake up to that. Uh-huh, yep. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the Spinning Our Gears podcast. He's swaggered. I'm sicker than shit. And we're just a couple of guys spinning our gears. Turk? No, wait, that's not right. Swaggered? 
How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? I uh, sicker than shit, but otherwise I'm doing okay. Are you on the up at least? I guess so. I'm not sleeping 20 hours a day. That's good. But that's, good. Uh, that's a start. Well, you know what I will say is I'm not sure that if Pepto Bismol is a Chinese company, but I think they had stock in the creation of this virus because I have experienced every single symptom they claim to take care of. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because that uh, that's how that works. You just I, it, it's like a catch-all. It's all money. Yeah, absolutely it is. It's it absolutely all is. money. It, it'll be interesting to see how these next few months play out. Watch this uh, all just disappear, and and uh, nobody will be sick anymore. Or there'll be another variant, and we're all going to get sick again, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it has been a, a weird couple weeks, though. I'll tell you that much. My phone has been blowing up nonstop. We've been getting just crazy interactions from our fans. It's already started to blow up. I don't know about you. It's been uh, a lot of positive feedback. You know, it's some stuff we just got to work on and sure up, and and that's uh, that's to be expected in your uh, your first endeavor. But, we're definitely uh, we're definitely getting there. It's feeling a lot more comfortable. I feel a lot less nervous right now. Absolutely, me as this, me as well. So so. You, That's pretty uh, legit. Yeah, kicking it uh, kind of off to the side on uh, one of our one of our things we like to talk. That we're going to go forward to some sports. Did you watch the football games today? I did. I caught a little bit of it. I had to kind of watch the kids. We've the whole house has been sick, so there hasn't been a whole lot of downtime. But watched a little bit of it. I tell you what, that's the the best divisional series and and conference games I think we've had in years. Just the but, constant uh, closeness of all those games, by like field goals and the walk off field goals, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been just fun to watch. I mean, I've just had just adrenaline flying through me, like I wanted to run through the wall to go play. And we don't have to watch Jackson Mahomes anymore. No, I know, I know. Uh, you're a KC fan, right? I know. As a Chiefs fan, I'm glad that I don't have to see a little punk anymore, dude. It was like the rest of the United States versus the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Hundred really percent, yeah. Just because of him, like, and Patrick seems like such a good guy, and you're like, what are you doing with that female who's probably an Article well, Four free inhabitant, and then yeah, that wait, that brother? Was, was that her on the recording? It might have been. Oh, I think she was just getting ready to spray that cop down with champagne. <laughs> In that cold, cold, cold air. Yeah. Spoiler Crazy alert cold, yeah. to that video: she did get out of the vehicle, and she was arrested, oh, and it good. did not it did not go the way that she thought it was going to go. I bet not. It never usually does. No, she uh, she screamed rape and all sorts of other stuff. Oh, oh, but, wow, that's a that's a pretty big allegation to make. Yeah, well, those seem to be flying through the air. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you're a a KC fan. I'm a Bears fan, and you know how that goes. At least we got a good staff to look forward to here coming in. But my God, man, we've been terrible. You're on the up and up though. You got a few good players. We'll see what happens here with the uh, the offseason moves and things like that. So I, I'm sure they're going to trade away a couple key pieces to get some draft picks because they don't, I don't think they have a first round pick. So I think the rumor that I saw was they could be looking at DK. Well, I would take DK. I think yeah. I think a lot of people figure that Seattle is going to totally revamp their team and that DK could be on the move and Chicago is one of the places looking at him. Well, we I would be so happy to have him because freaking unit man. Like I've never seen right. somebody so big that could run so fast. I think you guys would be all right. Yeah. What do you think about Joe Burrow? That kid has got the world by the balls right now. Yeah, dude. I love his swagger. Like just absolutely smoking stogies after they win. And, absolutely. You know, it's like it must be a Joe name thing, type, you know, because uh, Joe Namath back in the day and Joe Theismann. And all that. 
it was like uh broadway joe you know up there in new york oh right 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 <laughs> yeah that dude like, i mean man, he talk about yeah 70 well we talk about going to a team though that hadn't made the playoffs in almost 20 years and now the first time they go to the playoffs they're actually going to the super bowl yeah like that's pretty impressive after being so. hurt you know last year he was hurt and so good for him, man. I'm excited to watch that Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know who's going to win it. I got, I got, a, I got pretty impressed. I don't know if you watched, but uh, Robbie Gold, the kicker for the 49ers, got in the face of Jalen Ramsey, and I'm like, oh my god, the kicker's going to throw down with some dude, man. <laughs> Haven't seen that since Pat McAfee. I suppose we can um, ball rolling if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, we've had a lot of text this week. We've already had some suggestions coming down the pipe. What I will say is we. We've got some things planned out, and we're taking all those suggestions into account, but we're not going to open up a whole lot of can of worms right off the bat. we got to get our feet out underneath us and get some traction going and get some things settled for us in our personal lives before we start opening up worms, and and we will get there, we promise. Absolutely. There's some uh, there's some things to be said. Now, I, we have had, like I said, a lot of of fan messages coming in to the particular person that likes to listen to our show in the sauna just know that i know you're naked right now listening to this episode and you had (laughs) you'd better avoid anything below the belt otherwise you'll be touching yourself to my voice and that's not cool (laughs) and then to the admin who are apparently listening to this show who i know we just caught touching yourself uh sweaty vagina and stinky poop hole (laughs) <laughs> and now that we just ruined your orgasm and made you mad, let's move on to something that's going to make everyone else mad. Let's go on to Sovereign Citizens. Oh, my. We're going down the rabbit <laughs> hole here, man. You like that little... Things. <laughs> you, you jumped right into Sovereign Citizens, and this is like you went from having, like, rookie-type calls to just, like, you know, what do I do with these people? <laughs> do you like that little segue, though? Yeah. Sweaty, sweaty buttholes and Sovereign Citizens. Yeah, like, it, I mean, they're virtually the same thing. Well, yeah. It, you you brought this topic up last time, or I guess I did. I'm not really sure who brought it up. We decided we were going to swing into this for episode three, and I was struggling all week long. I don't know if it was because I was sick or what, but I just couldn't think of how to describe a sovereign citizen. I know that I dealt with them before, but I actually hopped online and, and looked them up, and I actually learned more about them than I knew going into this. I don't know about you. Yeah, similarly, I... I was thinking this whole time that the majority of them were kind of like a first first amendment auditor and then I started looking into it a little bit more and it's 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 actually not very much that it's something totally different. So, right. More well, and then, actually. Just that that first amendment auditor, I love that phrase and I guess we should jump into what that is. Is that's people that like to go around places like government buildings and and police buildings with their cell phone cameras and they like to provoke law enforcement to having interactions with them i just i love the fact they call themselves first amendment auditors because that doesn't make any sense at all like the first amendment is the freedom of speech not walking around recording things and auditing has to do with keeping account like money and objects and you're not doing that either so that's kind of the the theme that you're going to see a lot with us talking about these these guys is they don't make any sense at all they just throw terms out there that they think sound smart yeah, I mean, typically my interaction with them is just to avoid them because, you know, it's that's all they're wanting. They're trying to provoke you. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty funny. You know, if they're going to cause a threat or something like that, then you have to be dealt with. But they throw the bird at me. I usually just catch it and put it in my pocket, save it for later. Right. They're looking for a payday is what it is. Absolutely. And we're not there to give it to them. 
no just just ignore them as much as you can when i was looking up online the the basic of what a sovereign citizen is it's a, a loose group of people who don't want to pay taxes but they want to reap the rewards of basically taxes and if i kept playing that that video for you guys the police officer actually asked the lady you know what an article four free inhabitant is and she comes out and tells him that it's someone who is free to live in america and live off all of the benefits of americans but not have to follow their laws and he's like lady that doesn't make any sense at all and she has nothing to say to it but that's that's what they like to go off of yeah, that's an interesting perspective <laughs> like i don't i don't know where you where you come off on that's going to be a good idea well i i think what it boils down to is usually you ha you've got people that they're down on their luck and they don't have a lot of money themselves so they they hear this term and they hear the ideology of this term so they they take it on as a way to try to to gain financial stability for themselves and to avoid laws like driving without a license or laws like theft. Um, but what I found really ironic was when you look into the history of this, sovereign citizens are actually based on a white supremacist group. And a lot of the people that I see acting as sovereign citizens, they cover many different races and religions and creeds. And I, I really doubt that they realize that this this group that they're a part of or they think they're a part of is actually white supremacist. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it, it may have just kind of morphed itself into something other than it used to be. But yeah, when it was originally founded, it was, that's what it was founded upon. Right. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was founded by a person named William Potter Gale back in the late 1800s. And his ideology was that non-whites were non-human. And that was the basis of this sovereign movement. Yeah. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's an interesting way to think about that. Cause when you have all the you have all these different cultures now kind of getting involved in this uh throughout the country you know if search on it they would not like to be a part of it right absolutely kind of branched out to the point where they felt like not only were non-whites non-human they also thought that a majority of the government entities like judges and tax collectors and like police officers were actually overthrown by foreign agents who wanted to take over the country and destroy it from within that evolved into some very violent groups. I luckily we have not dealt with violent people in regards to the sovereign citizens, but I think one of the more famous cases was out of Arkansas where Jerry Kane and his son got into a shootout with police and they had ARs. Uh, for those that remember, there's a, there's an in-car cam video of a traffic stop where they hop out and they get into a shootout with police and they murder, I think, two or three police officers. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I, I've seen, the, the, I think I've seen the video of that on like uh, maybe YouTube or maybe they showed it while we were at the academy, reference to that and a pr pretty scary situation in all reality. You know, you just always got to keep your head on a swivel um, because you don't really know who you're ever dealing with. You don't know what their intentions are or, you know, or what their belief is and, and how far they're willing to take that belief system. Well, and I often wonder, do they really have this belief be, or are they are they just using this to manipulate the system or try to manipulate the system in a way that they can get what they want? Because it seems like whenever I've dealt with them, they they seem like a high school kid who's studying for a test five minutes before they take the test. Yep, exactly what that is. Like they've got a few lines down that they just keep repeating over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter what answer you give them. They don't change their thought process because they can't because they've got nothing else to go to. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where you kind of wrote the wrote the answers of the test on your hand and 
you just keep coming back to it thinking that, you know, oh, I got this one right. But then you smudge the answers on your hand. You can't really yeah. read them all the way. Yeah. Right. Like the, I, I, the one that I hear most often is, am I being detained? Yep. And then when you tell them, yes, you are being detained, and they ask you what for, and you tell them, and then they ask you again, am I being detained? <laughs> and you're like, well, the answer hasn't changed, pal. Yes, you've been detained. It's not going to change. Once you, you know, once you go down that road, that's what it is. So the, These sovereign citizens, they like to deploy tactics like that where they ask you a bunch of questions that don't really make a lot of sense. They sound official. And then they'll throw things out like this Article 4 free inhabitant, which you heard in that, in that little clip of the video of that annoying chick that I think we all wanted to punch our faces. The ironic part with Article 4, I looked this up, and Article 4 is, just says that people are free to travel amongst the states without divulging that they're going to do so, without having a passport, without declaring why they're going from one state to the other. It doesn't say anything about driving. In fact, it lists things like walking, and horseback and bicycles, but it doesn't say that you are allowed to freely drive across states without a driver's license. You have to have those things. You have to adhere to each state's laws. Right. Because dri driving is a privilege. You know. It's absolutely. Not, it's not a right. So. And 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 in this research, I saw a video. I thought the police officer kind of lost his mind a little bit, but he actually yells at the person. Driving is a privilege, not a right. And the Article Four free inhabitant had nothing at that point they could they didn't know what to say at that point that's kind of what you have to remember is just to kind of stick to your guns with things like that yeah i mean you don't want to you know try not to get upset you know especially when everything's on body cam or their video recording anything you know obviously your your level of uh of calmness and uh you know and tactfulness is is key in, in dealing with these people you know if they start asking for your number and uh your name you know, absolutely. Just let them know. I mean, they, they have the right to know that information. It's not a big deal. Don't get upset about it and let that ruin, you know, kind of your approach to what you're doing. Just be mindful and tactful of, of what they're trying to accomplish. Well, and I've, I've never had a problem. I tell this to all my trainees also. I have no problem giving my name, my badge number, my card. Here's how you file a complaint because we don't do, like, I haven't done anything wrong. I know that I haven't. And I know that they're going to go file that complaint and it's going to go nowhere. It might get investigated, but it's going to go nowhere because I've done nothing wrong. Not only are they recording us, but we're recording them as well. Absolutely. And you know, it's one of those things like I, I fully support people, you know, in the checks and balances of government and all that stuff. Like, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I know when justification is there and there isn't any. And, uh, you know, when you're going and trying to, uh, stir the pot, you're just wasting everybody's time and you know, you are when you do that so absolutely absolutely one of the other tactics that we that i at least researched and that i found and i've dealt with personally is they like to uh they like to use the system and they like to use paperwork to their advantage where they'll do things like they will file liens against houses or file liens against uh properties and and things that have been like foreclosed upon and try to get it put in their name even though they have no legal basis to do so. And it takes months and months to get to the bottom of everything and really just ties up the judicial system. Yeah. They try to like, don't they try to like get in somewhere and start squatting it? Uh, they, they, yeah. They'll, they'll do that too. Certain States have squatters rights where if you have been there for more than two days, then you've got squatters rights. I think California's a big one. Shocker. Oh Yeah. But like, like places like around here, they'll, they'll go to the, like the clerk of court and they'll file trying to get their name put on the deed of a vehicle or of a house or things like that. That's an interesting route to take, you know, and, and unfortunately, California, California is such a pretty state. 
but man, are their policies so screwed up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why would you, I don't know why you'd want to live there at this point. I, I know it's, you know, I've had family living there. I've, I've lived there. It's just one of those things. It's like, you know, a great place to go visit, but a second you can get the hell back out of there. Absolutely do so. Yep. Well, and so one of the other things they like to do, and this is something what, what I've experienced from one of the things that I saw in the jail were individuals that would come in under one name and then they would talk to another inmate and all of a sudden they would become sovereign citizens and they would file this paperwork to the judge with a bunch of weird language with things like, uh, how can you charge this free inhabitant under whatever code or whatever name, which I do not call myself. And just pages that would ramble on and on and on. And I actually have a clip here of something along those lines with just basically what I encountered in, in the jail. What's your first name? I don't have a first name either. I've got a name. My name is Robert. You can call me Robert. I'm not a person. So you, you deal here with Admiralty Maritime Jurisdiction, which deals with persons, which I am not. What are you? I'm a man. A I'm a man, yes. Are you a U.S. citizen? No. You're not a U.S. citizen? I was not born in Washington, D.C. or any territory of the federal, under federal jurisdiction, so no, I'm not a U.S. citizen. Were you born in the United States? I was born in America. Yes, I'm a state citizen of one of the several states. Who's born in One of the several. Which state? Idaho. Can I see your Idaho state license? No. I don't have one. You don't have one? My person does, but I don't. And I don't wish to create joinder with you. All right. If you want to tell your name, please. E. Smith, thank you. Are you a bailiff or are you a prosecutor? Oh, you're probably a bailiff. You got the air thing in, huh? <laughs> That's right. He's chuckling, but it's about to get real good here, folks. That voice you just heard is the hero of this story. I'm going to go in and speak with the prosecutor. Excuse me. Excuse me. You're blocking my freedom of movement. All right. Well, Pete Barnes, you just admitted to me that you're violating my rights. No, I'm not. You can't come in with the camera. Well, you're violating my rights. And this is also freedom of the press. This is also freedom of the press. I mean, I don't know what the hell law book you're reading, man, but it doesn't apply to me. Leave the camera with your mother outside the courtroom. <laughs> you're not God. You have no jurisdiction over me. God's not worried about cameras, sir. All right. Well, why are you worried about cameras? Because you want to do something yes, wrong? Because you want to do something wrong? Because if, if it's against the rules, that means it's because somebody intends on wronging somebody else because they're afraid of being held accountable. P. Barnes. It's a nice speech, but you're still not coming in. Well, I mean, I don't have to go in because you can't even issue a warrant for me. Might as well leave. Well, no, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to speak with the prosecutor. Well, please step aside. I'm going in. No, you're not going in. Don't touch me. You're not going in, sir. Let the record show that you just battered me. Step back. And you're using... (laughs) Stop, please. And that's what we call the five-second ride, folks. Yeah, he... uh... He rode the lightning on that one. P. Barnes. P. Yeah, Barnes, wow. I think, wrote about a million memes for us right there. 
that was uh that was a that was exactly to a t what uh what transpires in those type of calls well it's it you're absolutely right one thing that i think a lot of trainees have had had troubles figuring out is there's this idea of ask tell make instead of sitting there at the window arguing with the person for an hour and asking them to step out of the vehicle or give you identification identification if you have a law that they broke and they're required to give you id and they don't you ask them for it you tell them to give it to you and then you make them give it to you at that point and you place them under custody Yep. And I think I think P. Barnes did a wonderful job. I don't know where that man is, but if I ever see him, I'm going to give him a beer. <laughs> he deserves one, that's for sure. So, but, but that that is one thing that I I have personally experienced when it comes to sovereign citizens. Like I said, the the inmates would meet other inmates and think they had a leg up on the on the system, and they'd write these weird letters. Story that I have: we had this inmate. He was in the protective custody section of the jail. And he started going off on these rants with these letters talking about how he was he was a, a, a man and not a person. And the name that they were they were giving him could not be charged because that was his his person out of whatever state. And he actually threatened to assault the judge in one of these letters, which is not a good idea. He threatened to hop the the barricade and punch the judge right in the face. And so, <laughs> well, what did the judge do? Because there was written proof. He decided to issue a decree where we had to outfit this inmate in what's called a shock belt. To take you back a little bit, for most trials, inmates, if they're going through the trial process where it's not a preliminary hearing and it's not sentencing, they are allowed to wear street clothes because they don't want the jury to have a tainted view of them. Well, in this case, Moron decided to threaten the judge, and because he had to be issued a shock belt, he had to be in inmate clothes the whole time. For those that don't know what a, a shock belt is, is it's like a taser, only it's a girdle that you have to wear. And for any reason, if he were to get out of line, they would they would hit the switch in this shock belt, and he would have felt probably a hundred times worse than what this guy just felt in the video. See that that you, you you know you're explaining the shock belt. I'm starting to think like that sounds like it's something that would come off of like the the show Jackass. You know, like they would try that out and just see what it what it did. <laughs> well, I don't think you'd have kids for a while. That's for sure. Well, I think you'd probably be done. No <laughs> <laughs> marbles be fried, baby. Dude, this thing was so medieval. Like they had to go dig it out of a closet in the basement. They didn't even know where it was or if it had a charge, but they're like, well, the judge wants him to have it on. So he's going to have it on. Could you imagine the rookie and told to go find the shock belt running around? Like, do we even have that? I could, I could go into stories. Maybe I will one day of some of the shit that we had in that jail, the, the techniques that we had in that jail, the shock belt was one of them. And these guys, it, I guess to kind of make things full circle, the last episode we talked about dressing a naked guy. Well, in this case, we had to dress a naked guy who was somewhat cooperative. We had to put a shock belt on him for if he got a hand and his balls were going to fry. Wow. I've, you know, to be honest with you, I've never known that that existed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a new one for me. Um, like, like I said, there's a lot of shit that I didn't know existed until I worked in a jail. Like I would have been that rookie running around like, is this a sick joke? And, you know. Like, is this, well, like, they, you know, like, are they losing me? Like, I'm trying to find something for hours. Right. Like, hey, rookie, go uh, shake the shake the ball out of that spray can. Yeah. <laughs> a, go go find the shock belt. He sits over there for hours just shaking it. <laughs> like, like I said, yeah, we look like an idiot. 
we had no idea if this thing had a charge or not, but we told the inmate it did. So it got the point across. He didn't try to assault the judge. Well, that's sometimes that's how that has to go. You know, it's not necessarily uh, whether or not it is going to work. It's whether or not it's going to be effective. <laughs> I just, I couldn't imagine, man. I had, I took the ride like you did. I could not imagine having a belt around my nutsack and my waist that, oh God. I, it, now I, I will say I would rather be tased than I would be, you know, pepper sprayed. However, I would not like to have that around my nutsack. No. I would, I would probably rather get t- uh, pepper sprayed on that one. Well, and yeah, would you rather get pepper spray in the eyes or the ball sack? I'd rather get pepper uh, spray in the eyes myself. Yeah, but. just the eyes. <laughs> oh. only, only because, like, after we got sprayed, you know, back when they used to actually spray you. Right. You know, not, not do the stuff they do nowadays at the academy. But uh, when I got sprayed, and you know, you try to, like, kind of hover when you're in the shower so that yeah. way it doesn't roll down. Yep, yep. Because that well, it burns. It more, more of a bend over. Yeah, right. Yeah, which, which is weird. You know, you shouldn't be doing that in the shower in the first place. You start to feel like a prisoner. <laughs> this is all full circle. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> this podcast is meant to be. Oh, Everything is making sense. Just keep spinning the gears, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Makes this country. That's what's going on. The gears that keep on spinning. Pepper spray and electric shock to your ball sack. <laughs> you try it once, you never want to do it again. <laughs> well, maybe for some people. <laughs> Not for me. You got any stories, though, man? Anything, any, anybody in particular you've dealt with or any, any crazy off the wall stories? Like I said, just kind of the First Amendment auditor stuff, you know, uh, you know, people video videotaping or threatening that they're going to get their camera out. Like you're already being recorded on body right. cam. If you want to do that, that's totally cool. But my issue with it is, is that it, it could be, you know, a safety hazard, a, you know, an officer safety ordeal. You know, having a cell phone out, you know, who knows if that's actually a cell phone, if it turns right. into a gun or, or what other, you know, a switchblade knife or, you know, you never know. So, um, but, you know, just, you know, just the. You know, a couple people that you know around different areas of the uh, of the city, the county, and all that stuff that kind of try to rile up law enforcement is is really the only experience that I have with them. But but for some people, they they get under the skin, and and uh, you know you have to kind of reel that back in. And you know what I've noticed is that especially in this area, but even on all the videos that I've seen on YouTube, police around the world really keep their composure very well. And yeah. I think that I think that a lot of us know you know, what this stuff is all about and what the end goal is to all this. And you don't really see police officers losing their mind anymore. No, I think the, I think a lot of that has to do with the body cams. I think a lot of people are big, big fans of those just because of uh, the liability, you know, that helps them. I mean, I really think it's a, it's a tool that better protects the officer than it does the community because, you know, then you get pretty much exonerated from any internal affairs investigations almost immediately. All they have to do is watch the body cam and they're like, yeah, that didn't happen. Right. So you're a liar. Well, do you, do you want to take a, I guess I have this theory of why it's such a big thing lately, but I don't know about you. Do you? I think a lot of people in the country are upset with, uh, with kind of the way that the, uh, the country's headed. I think that there, you know, a lot of people are starting to lash out, you know, we've all been cooped up inside due to COVID and a pandemic that may or may not be actually a thing. And nobody really knows. Uh, we've all had COVID. We've all tested positive for COVID, but if you're cooped up inside and you don't like the way it's going, I think people are going to start revolting. And and I think that's what we're seeing. And uh, I think more people are starting to join this, this sovereign movement, the kind of what they believe, which they may not know entirely what is actually, a you know, what the actual basis is behind it. So I just, you know, people who are upset and lashing out against the government or whatever they're doing, 
you know, do your research before you decide you want to be a sovereign citizen because I don't think you're going to understand or appreciate exactly what they stood for. I think you hit a big point there in doing your research because my theory in all this is I think that some of the roots come from from people that, you know, they, they read or they spent a semester as a, as a law professional at some rinky-dink college and they started making presumptions themselves and they, they started telling their friends or told their friends. But I think another big part of it is I think there's a lot of shady defense attorneys out there that are pushing this stuff because they know that their clients, and I'm using air quotes when I say clients, that their clients are going to get arrested at the end of this and that if they can continue to cause problems, there's going to be more charges racked up, which means these defense attorneys are going to get money at the end of the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely a like a it's a, it's definitely a scheme. There's always an end game to every route and anything that you're doing. Right. That that's definitely uh, the same. on the same ideology there. That I think that you know defense attorneys are just saying you know hey go ahead and throw this out there as a bone, and I'll see you again in you know two months. Right. And they're uh, right. going to keep lining their pocket with it. Well, because like how often do we hear am I being detained or am I free to leave? And then oh, you give them, yeah. you give you give them the answer of no, you're not free to leave. You're being detained, and they ask you, well, why? And you say, well, because you are accused of committing theft or whatever. Yep. And then they have nothing else, but they are so set in their ways, and they think that they're right because someone told them they're right that they're willing to fight you, they're willing to throw hands with you to somehow escape this theft charge or this pot charge or whatever. That's that's actually just kind of the uh, the whole ideology of uh, you know some. You know, they're just kind of following what they've been told and not questioning it whatsoever. So if they've been told, you know, yeah, we'll do this because it'll get you out of trouble. Right. Uh, that's not how that's going to work, nor should it, because there's definitely already checks and balances in place in government, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the route they're going to go as, you know, a law enforcement officer to try to keep your cool at the end of the day. Right. Well, then the checks and balances you talk about, like, they'll bring that up too, where, you know, they'll say, I don't give you consent to search or I want to see your supervisor. Well, there are reasons that we can search without consent, right? There's canines, there's plain view, there's plain smell. And then the checks and balances, we have no problem calling our supervisor out there if they're not busy, right? Because the supervisor is going to come out there and say, what do you have? We're going to tell them and they're going to go, okay, search that car, search that house, do whatever. And and that's how it absolutely has to be. You know, that's, you know, you don't want any blue Falcons coming out there and trying to, trying to turn the thing and help support, you know, the, uh, the side that uh, is causing all these issues. Right. uh, Right. But you're not going to, you know, as a sovereign citizen in that regard, you're not going to get your, that you're wanting by calling a supervisor out. They're definitely going to side with its, they should, they should side with this officer, but an interesting process to go down to have to have a supervisor come out and handle the situation that you just handled. Right. Over again. And it, I think, I think one of the biggest tactics they use is when they start spewing this stuff that just makes no sense. As an officer, you get confused. Like, not like not like you aren't smart, but just the fact that you feel so aggravated with the things that they're throwing out there that you're confused where like, there is no common sense. There is no way to explain to them at that point what's right and what's wrong because they're, they're not listening and they're throwing out their boilerplate template bullshit. Right. For, for me personally, it's most people still, you know, believe in the oath, you know, to, to support and defend you know, you know, the city, the constitution, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And when they start spewing that stuff, you really, as a, as a law enforcement officer, really just want to make sure that you just feel like you need to make sure that you're actually doing what you're entitled to do in your job. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, what you took the oath to do. So when they start spewing that, you, you, you kind of start to second guess yourself, but then, you know, 
no, I'm right. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Absolutely. And know your case law, right? Yep. Like absolutely. you said, know know your know your oath, but also know your case law, and then do some research on these people and go watch some YouTube videos for an hour, hour and a half, because you'll start to write down some of the stuff that they're saying. And then you go do the research like we just did. And you find out that article four is a thing and it has some basis, but not what they're saying. And they clearly have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're using it relatively in the wrong context. I mean, if you, if you were to read it and interpret it and that of, you know, your peers and, and obviously using the the prosecution and whatnot that you have in your County or, or state or whatever, you're going to find out real quick that what, they're alleging is not accurate. Right. And then to the leaders out there or the, the quote unquote leaders out there listening to this, understand that you are just as crucial and as pivotal to this as the officers work on the beat. I, I remember another scenario we had where I should quote this. A friend of mine was training someone and they pulled over a car and the guy behind the driver's seat just started spewing a whole bunch of this crap and talking about how, the handwritten note that he had in the back of his window was sufficient and he didn't have to provide any sort of insurance or driver's license. And thankfully when we had a good supervisor get out there or when my friend and his trainee had a good supervisor get out there, the situation went very well and all three stuck to their guns. And at the end of the day, the job got taken care of. Yeah, the, the leadership's a huge vital part of, of anything in law enforcement. So officers that are beneath you and, and uh, making sure that, you know, you look after them and take care of their uh, capabilities and, and their future is, is a huge integral part of, of being successful as an agency and, and all together. And I think that we're definitely going to get into that at some point. I think we are. I think, uh, you know, I think I talked to it about in our intro that I've been around some good leaders. Uh, I know yeah. what leadership is and what it should look like. I took my own horn here. I was a quarterback. I know what you should and shouldn't be doing. And uh, just like everybody else, you know, people in the department that are FTOs and so forth. So yeah, we'll get, we'll get into the weeds of that because I have a whole, whole thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be next episode or if it's just going to be further on down the line, but I, a Turk promise to everyone out there. We are planning on doing at least one episode, probably multiple episodes on leadership just to go along with a lot of the topics that we have. There's going to be some principles that we talk about. We're in the Marine Corps. They're probably going to sound a little familiar to you. And it's, it's it kind of going to be kind of a, like a crash course on how to be a good leader and how to look out for your, your officers below you, because really they're the backbone of an agency entirely. And it's not you because it's the second they leave, you're back to pushing, you know, pushing the beat. So, yep. Yep. Well, man, do you have anything else on sovereign citizens? I do not. I think not, I'm uh, fresh out of uh, all the talking points on that topic. Not to totally cut you off from the statement you just had there, but I kind of realized we were going on another path, and we've already been doing this for about 45 minutes. So Holy cow. Yeah. I, we thought this was only going to take like a half hour. We really just kept rambling, I think. Yeah, I think we did. And I'm sure after editing it'll be a little bit shorter, but I think we did pretty good. Yeah, I, I hope everybody's you know informed about what a sovereign citizen is and kind of how to deal with them and, and not let them get under your skin. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what I will say is, like we've said the past several episodes, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. Uh, we'll either do the research on it or we'll just wing it off the, you know, off the top of our head if we have some idea of what's going on. Or maybe we will call you onto the podcast. We're obviously open to any ideas that y'all have. Uh, if you're looking to get a hold of us, you can do so either through Facebook, 
spinning our gears or at spinning our gears. Twitter is at spinning our gear. Leave the S off the back of that. And Instagram is at spinning our gears as well. If you guys could please like the show, leave a rate and review and subscribe to the show. That would help us out tremendously. Right now, our goal is to hit 50 subscribers. We were pretty close to that. I think we we're at like 40. Uh, the Facebook page itself had, I want to say like 85 the last I checked. So if you subscribe to it on whatever platform you listen to, we are on Apple Podcasts. Um, we are on Spotify and Google the last that I checked. So please go out and do that for us. It will help us out a ton. And we look forward to hearing from you. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe out there. Stay safe. So damn right.